You are listening to The Gateway Church, located in Ferrisburg, Michigan. You can learn more about us by visiting thegateway.church or like and follow us on Facebook, where you can watch full services, keep up with all that is going on, and get connected. Uh, This morning, we're connecting movies, Christmas movies, with uh, Christmas. And how many know that movies uh, have a special way that to take the stress out of the holiday craziness. Nothing takes the stress out like holidays, uh, like curling up with a great Christmas movie. And I hope you believe that. And what's interesting is that as you dig into movies, there are truths that can be mined, that can be, you can get truths out of that. They're baked in, and we are going to be mining for those truths over the next several Sundays, finding the truth of the real Christmas story. On Thursdays, before uh, each week, we are going to be launching a leadership blog uh, around the Christmas movie that will be shown or be talked about on that Sunday. And our very own Joe Lalone, he was here for a service, um, he has a blog, it's a leadership blog, and he is going to be writing a leadership piece on each of the movies that we're going to be highlighting. And so I want to encourage you to be looking at those. And uh, he is well known, uh, literally 30,000, between 30,000 and 50,000 monthly readers. And uh, we want to encourage you to be one of those uh, over the next few weeks and let's help him get uh, above 50,000 uh, before the end of the year. And uh, he is a great writer. He's written a couple books, and uh, anyway, we want to make sure you know about that. And someone here this morning might be thinking, I can't believe that the church is talking about movies. Well, if you don't like it, I want to say that there is precedence in Scripture. The greatest storyteller of all, Jesus, he spoke in parables, he spoke in story. If he was living today, I know he would be a YouTuber. I'm just telling you. It's the way it is. Jesus spoke in parables, and Jesus brought eternal truths through through story. And that's what we want to do is just kind of look at these things. Now, as we mentioned earlier, as uh, James did, he asked at the beginning, if you were here at the beginning of worship, he talked about Advent, wondering what that was. Uh, It's the traditional way of experiencing a holiday. How many of you grew up... uh, celebrating Advent or talking about Advent. Let me just see your hands. The first service, there was a bunch. Okay, there's a few of you. Uh, Sure. That was not my experience growing up. I'd never even heard the word Advent until I was in college, uh, Bible college and studying. And I was like, oh, okay. And simply, Advent is the time of preparation, like James said. It's waiting for the arrival of the Messiah, waiting for Jesus. And there are four huge themes with Advent. There's love, joy, peace, and hope, all in expectation of Jesus and his coming. And I'd like to add to this list the word faith. And when we see love, joy, peace, hope, and faith, the goal is to connect these themes 
and tie them with one movie each week. And today, our theme is going to be love, and it's going to be great, and we hope that it really is meaningful to you. Uh, it, now, when we talk about love, we're not talking about the adolescent type, the gushy, teenage hormone type of love, although in the movies right now, you can go and see the Hunger Games, and there's a love story there. And uh, how many have seen the new Hunger Games with me? Yeah, a few of you. Only just me and you, Ben. I guess that's it. But... Um, uh, it's a good one, and uh, I, I've been taking this serious about Christmas movies and just movies in general. My goal is to see more movies than any of you this season, but, uh, but we're not talking about that kind of love. We're talking about God type of love, the activity of God towards us, unconditional. It's unearned. It cannot be removed, and it's for our betterment. That's the type of love we want to focus in on. And we see that his love uh, in several different ways. Certainly in creation, when you look at all that God has created, especially he created us as image bearers. We're made in the, in the image of God. And he also gave us free will, and so we see his love there. We see his love in his scripture. Uh, he gave his word to us that we can study to know him better. But most of all, we see his love in his son, Jesus in the life and death of his son. And by the way, Jesus is unapologetically our focus here at the Gateway Church, not only at Christmas, but especially at Christmas. In John 3, 16 and 17, capture this love. It says, this is how God loved the world. Pay attention, in other words. He gave his one and only son so that Everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And then a lot of times 17 is not really highlighted, but look what it says. God sent his son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. God's motivation, his primary motivation out of his character is to love. It's not religion or obligation or follow these rules and then you'll be blessed. No. God's greatest expression of love is found in Jesus, the fullness of God's love in the manger. Now, we talk about love and it's easy to take Christmas movies. There's often a love component. But I will say that we have drawn a hard line in the sand that we're not going to be talking about any Amazon movies made for Amazon, made for Netflix movies, or I may step on some toes here, no Hallmark movies are going to be talked about from this pulpit. Sorry. I know that. I know that's offensive to some. We're going to be looking at the classics, baby, and the first classic related to love is how the Grinch stole Christmas. And we're going old school, baby. Cartoon, 28 minutes. If you haven't watched it, uh, you need to. And uh, if you have uh, watched it in the past, you should watch it again. And if you've never watched it, we're going to spoil the, mo the movie for you. It's based on the Dr. Seuss famous book, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And I want to just take a little survey here. Uh, how, who here would fall, fall in the category, you could live live in Whoville, if you know what I'm talking about, that you love Christmas. Just raise your hand. If you love Christmas, all the decked out, the ribbons and bows and boxes and trees and lights and wreaths and presents and snow and family and 
friends. All right, if that's you, you're on one side, then there's the other side. In the character here, there's the Grinch who hated Christmas. Now, hate can be a hard word. How many here are, are more like, ah, I just tolerate Christmas? Anybody? Thank you. We got a few honest hands. Thank you. Uh, all right, that's good. It, the stress, the chaos, the exhaustion that comes with it. Am I, you, you, I, I know I, I feel some of you. Yeah, amen, right. Well, apparently, the Grinch who represents this, it's just a word for grumpy. And the Grinch in the story is full of bitterness and spite and anger and really hatred. The Grinch hated it all. Now, in the book and in the original movie, the 28-minute version, we don't get a lot of the backstory. There are other versions of the Grinch that share a little more of the background. But the point that we can understand is that the Grinch, he was broken. And how many know broken people hurt people sometimes? He was alone, orphaned, never was a part of Christmas, according to the story. He was isolated, no mom, no dad, no one cared, and ultimately, no tree for the Grinch. And then according to the book and the movie that we're referencing, it says that the Grinch called Christmas the single worst day of the year. He hated it. Now, what's the opposite of hatred? Help me out. Love, Love, right? Love is the antidote for hatred. Love is what Advent is all about. Love, the coming of Jesus. And so we want to look at the How the Grinch Stole Christmas movie and with love in Advent and how do these things work. Now, there are three possible ways that you could connect the real Christmas story and the Grinch, maybe more, but I saw three. And the first one is in Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. It's a story of Mary and Joseph. Mary gets pregnant out of wedlock after the angel comes and visits. And Joseph is like, this is not good. We're not married yet. He decides in verse uh, 19, Joseph who was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. That's what Joseph should have done, was expected to do. In that divorce, there was no other option. That is what was expected, and it would have left Mary as an outcast like the Grinch. But then we know there's an angel visit to Joseph. It's all explained. And Joseph, his mind turns, and Joseph Instead, loves Mary, looks past the surface, and it's interesting that in the Grinch, someone looked beyond the surface and actually loved the Grinch. Who was that? Help me out. Cindy Lou Who, right? But we're not going to focus on that. So if you turn into Matthew chapter 2, the very next chapter, the first three verses describe King Herod. He's on the throne, right, King Herod, and he is the first one to try to stop Christmas. So the Grinch was just a copycat, right? And we know that King Herod, he hears about this king that was born, and he's con- uh, connecting with the, the wise men, and uh, he tries to stop 
Christmas by literally becoming a mass murderer. He ends up killing all these kids. And, uh, and so, uh, spoiler alert, if you didn't know, the Grinch does steal Christmas. But that's not what we're going to talk about either. What I want to focus on are the wise men in the story. Matthew 2, 1 through 11. It's a story about three wise men. The story about how love changed them. And with the Grinch, it's a story about how love changed the Grinch. So I want to look at three ways that true love changes things or causes, what does true love cause? The first is it causes joy. You'll see in the story as you read uh, chapter 2 of Matthew 1 through 11, when you get to verse 9, it says, after this interview, so uh, uh, the wise men are talking with uh, King Herod, and King Herod sends them to go find this Messiah. It says, a star they had been seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It was ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. And look what it says, verse 10. It says, that when they saw the star, they were filled with joy. The first thing is, is that true love causes joy. The wise men, as they got closer and closer to Bethlehem and to meet baby Jesus, they could feel it in the air. The wise men, they were astrologers. They were following these prophecies that had been foretold for years that the Messiah was coming, and they are flipping out. How many of you have ever had a kid super excited about Christmas, just flipping out, can't wait enough, and as Christmas gets closer, they just, you know, get more and more excited? We probably all have had kids like that. Well, that's what's happening here. The wise men, it says they were full, exceedingly joyful. How great it would have been to see Jesus. How great to experience Jesus. Let me just pause. For us today, the same joy can be found. We get to experience Jesus. Jesus coming near. Emmanuel. Now, in the story of the Grinch, who is full of joy? Those from Whoville, right? And if you love Christmas, there was joy in the town. It was full of joy, including all the decorations And uh, I just want to say, I want to pause here for a second. There is a little debate, not so much in the movie, but in our culture today, what is better? Is it a live tree or a fake tree? And I just want to settle it here. And uh, if you can help me, I want 100% of you to participate in this little survey. This is important. Uh, Do you prefer a live tree or a fake tree. If you prefer a fake tree, I want you to stand right where you are. Come on. We're going to vote with our feet. We're going to stand up. All right. Fake tree people, give yourselves a hand. You guys are correct. Yes. All right. Sit down. If you prefer a a live tree, uh, I want you to stand. Own it. Come on. If you prefer a live tree, and I've got a little something for you. Oh, by the way, before we do this, um, we got three more 
fake trees in the lobby that are yours for the taking. If you need a tree or if you know someone that does, and not only the tree, but also uh, we've got a set of lights for each of those trees. And so you can just take it, no questions asked. It's yours, take it. Don't go now, but after service, mark it in your, in your head. But there's someone here. Hell, stay standing. Why, why are you sitting down? I wasn't done with you yet. That you prefer a live tree and someone here hasn't got around to getting a live tree yet. And if you would like a live tree and you haven't already purchased one, first one to come on up here. You got to get out of your seat. Come here. Your family. All right. Okay. All right. That's for you. The cannons. Great. And uh, there's a gift card in there to Whippy Dip where they're selling live trees and the lights to go with it. Let's hear it for... There you go. We love you guys. All right, now you can be seated. All right, so we talk about live trees, fake trees. Ultimately, true love causes joy in a Christmas tree, at least in my house, for my wife in particular. Christmas trees bring a lot of joy. Isn't that true? And uh, we are early decorators, if you haven't heard. And so anyway, that's fun. So true love causes joy, but we also see true love causing worship. Let's look at it. The wise men, people influence, these are people that have a lot of money. They fell down and they worshiped Jesus. Look at verse number um, 11. So it says, when they saw the star, they were filled with joy. When they entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary, they bowed down and worshiped him Wow, Jesus had not done a thing, and they're worshiping him. The fullness of God had been given, and the wise men, they sensed it. And the truth is, today, we can sense the presence of God, the fullness of God here. And the fu- we can be full of worship as well. The reason for joy is God's presence And it brings true joy. Not gifts, not presence under the tree, but presence, God with us. The way we celebrate, the way we honor Jesus is by not forgetting to worship King Jesus. Right? But what about the Grinch, right? The the Grinch steals Christmas. On Christmas Eve, it's trees and wreaths and presents and even a crumb too small for a mouse. Uh, He takes it all. And all of a sudden, the Grinch is back on the mountain with his sleigh full, and he's satisfied at this point, and he's saying, okay, now I've done it. I have stolen Christmas, and he cannot wait for Christmas morning. He is hoping to hear crying and wailing, and let's be honest, if Christmas was stolen out of your house, you and your kids would be crying, but... If you would expect mayhem, that's what the Grinch expected, but not so in Whoville, because in Whoville, all those were just singing around nothing. Let's look at that. They're just singing in, uh, without any presence at all. The Grinch was waiting to hear and to feel all the anguish that he had felt for years, but that's not what happened. The Grinch reemerges. He's exposed to love in the story. His heart grows how many times? 
three times that day. And we see that the Grinch was wrecked by love. His heart grows three times that day. And the question, what was the Grinch missing? It wasn't the presence. It was the presence of others. Not stuff, not things, but togetherness. And the point is, it's, Christmas is not about presence. We know that. But the presence of God that's what really matters. And what does the Grinch do? The Grinch gives everything back, right? We see him at a feast with the people of Whoville. And uh, we learn here that we can do the same. We give back our worship to God. We're grateful. True love causes joy and worship. And then one more thing, it causes generosity. Look at verse 11. And so they come, they bow down and worship. And then the wise men, they opened their treasure chests and gave Jesus gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. The wise men, they opened their treasuries. And that's the real story. This is what happens. Where just the night before... There's no room in the inn, and now Mary and Joseph are receiving gifts? What's happened here? Well, the question is, will we respond like the wise men? The wise men, they were filled with joy, they were full of worship, and they were generous. And I would say our response this Christmas is to be generous. We should be the most generous people on the planet. We should act like Jesus. And when we think about generosity, um, I think it's the true response to love, to true love, Jesus taking us and saving us and providing for us. This year at the Gateway Church has been an incredible year. Um, when about this time last year, we were planning for 2023, and we decided strategically to partner with World Vision. And it was so great. We actually had to convince World Vision to work with us because they normally work with churches that are a little larger than we are. And we asked them to do the Chosen program, a child sponsorship program. And so in the month of March, if you're with us, we did the Matthew 25 challenge right into Chosen where we adopted, or not adopted, but we, we sponsored uh, 66 kids, and it might have even been even more than that, uh, in that process. And you know what? When we do that, it felt good as a congregation to say, man, we have done something special. As the year went on, we connected with Go Serve, which is our local outreach to our friends and family and, and to organizations locally. And uh, it's a way to give back and to, to give. The key to Go Serve is that a gift makes way for the giver. For those of you that don't know, it's basically we get products in our Go Serve hub, and then we get to give those with no strings attached in the name of Jesus. And we, last week, we got a report about that. And all year long, GoServe has been thriving, and we're going to continue to see that happen. I wondered, as we moved into October um, this year, what our missions encounter would look like. We had been so generous with World Vision, I'm thinking, how is that going to work? Uh, will we meet our minimum expectations for missions? And I have good news, and I've shared this a couple times now. We, uh, as a congregation, have pledged 
through faith promise giving, a huge increase for 2024. And what that means is we will be picking up new missionaries and organizations and uh, possibly giving raises to some of our missionaries. Uh, as we look at that, we just met as a missions team this last year in, in January. We are going to be ready to be pulling the trigger to picking up more missionaries. And again, you say, why am I talking about this? It's because generosity is the way God's people should live. And you guys are modeling that. It feels good to give. And even just in the last couple weeks, God has been so good and faithful. There was a need in the church, a pretty significant need. And uh, we, I mentioned it briefly in the message. And later that week, there was a significant contribution, and not hundreds, but thousands of dollars to help this family. And we're working with that family and certainly don't want to embarrass them. And then even in our small groups, uh, our men's group that meets on Tuesday morning, there was a need that uh, was, was brought up. And this morning, again, thousands of dollars were given uh, to this individual that needed uh, something. And uh, it was just so cool to see how it all came together. And last week, uh, we had one of our single ladies in the church, won't embarrass her, I promise, uh, but she mentioned to a couple people last week that her microwave blew up, and we're like, hey, we could get her a microwave, and then we found out that she didn't have a, uh, a Christmas tree either, and we're like, hey, we're giving away Christmas trees this next week anyway, let's get her one and some lights, and man, we had a blast. Where's Nate Bogard? Is Nate here? Oh, he's in the nursery. All right, Nate, if you're listening, a shout out to Nate. He shows up with a Santa hat and, uh, and delivers this microwave and Christmas tree. And I got a text from this lady that just touched my heart, just saying how grateful she was. But it's moments like that where we get to tap in to be generous, and it's the best way to live. See, love changes the direction of our lives. And those things are great, those last three examples of providing for needs. But ultimately, true love changes our future when we tap into God's love, His generosity that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever would believe would not spend an eternity away from Him, but would have eternal life. Forgiveness changes us. I'm going to ask the worship team to join me, and I want you to just understand this last little phrase that only God can change a heart. Only God can change a heart. And this morning, we've experienced the Grinch, understood the story about love and how the Grinch's heart grew for sure, but the real story is your story how God has been pursuing you and how his love for you was so great that 2,000 years ago he sent his son to die on a cross to cover your sins. It's an incredible story. Romans chapter 5 verse 8 says this, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. The truth is, is God wants to save each and every one of us. And our response to his love is all that matters. In the movies, we try to escape reality for 28 minutes or for 
a full-length movie. But today, I want to challenge us to step into reality and to understand God's love. With everyone's head bowed and eyes closed uh, here this morning, today is all about your story and how love can change everything. If God is pricking your heart, if he's challenging you, if you're saying, man, I need forgiveness, I need to know the love of Jesus, I'm just going to ask that you would be bold this morning and just lift up your hand right where you are. I want to pray for you. Yeah, young man here, another gentleman in the back, anyone else? Yes, over here. Great. Yes, one in the back over here. Awesome. Several people, four, four, maybe more. Anyone else just saying, man, that's me today, this Christmas. I need to experience Jesus. You can put your hands down. Man, I want to read one more verse. In fact, let, you can go ahead and put your uh, eyes to the screen. John chapter 1. It's the Christmas story from John's perspective. It's a little bit different. In John 1.1, 1, 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, the Word was with God, and the Word became flesh in verse 14. But look what it says in verse 9. It says, The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. This is talking about Jesus. He came into the very world he created, but the world did not recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him, this is where we're going here, and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. For the four or more, and maybe those online that are typing in, I need Jesus, we need to believe and accept him. It says they are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting in a human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. And then verse 14 says, So the Word, that's Jesus, became human and made his home among us. That's Emmanuel, God with us. And he was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And I'm just going to lead us in a prayer around God's love. And I would encourage everyone to say this with me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I'm sorry for the sin that's in my life. Come on, say it with me. Dear Jesus, come into my life and save me. I believe in you that you lived and died for me. And now I want to give you my life in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Today is a story, it's your story, of how you have interacted with the greatest love that has ever been given, the love of Jesus. Amen. I want you to stand. We're going to close with one more song of worship. I want to challenge not only those that just gave their heart to Jesus, but for each of us to connect with this idea that true love causes great joy. Let's be full of joy as we leave the place, to, the place today. They were full of worship. Let's carve out some moments, not only just as we close, but as we move through this season to worship, to be in the presence of God. And let's be the most generous people 
I said first service on the planet, but let's just, let's say on the, on the lake shore. Let's, that's a good goal, that we should be the most generous people on the lake shore. Amen. James, it's all yours, brother. I have here a devotional that I purchased last Christmas. One of my favorite Christian thinkers and theologians is this man named Dietrich Bonhoeffer. During World War II, he was a German pastor who um, did his best to rebel against Nazi Germany in the best way he knew how. And I want to read something real quick of what he says of Christmas. He says this, this is about the birth of a child, not of the astonishing work of a strong man, not of the bold discovery of a wise man, nor of the pious work of a saint. It really is beyond all our understanding, the birth of a child that shall bring about the great change, shall bring about, shall bring to all mankind salvation and deliverance. This morning as we just remember that, now we're in this Christmas season thankful and looking forward to Jesus. And as people who are redeemed and set free and saved by him, can we just enter this next song with, with joy and thanksgiving and lift up our voices as the people of Christ who he has redeemed. And there is that as a cause and a reason for celebration. Whether it looks externally and singing or raising your voices this morning or you want to sit and contemplate that fact, that is okay. Whatever the Spirit, you feel the Spirit leading you to do, I encourage you to follow that. Wow, what an incredible start to our Christmas at the movie series. We're excited for what God's going to be doing the rest of this month. You don't want to miss a single Sunday. But let's go and pray as we close up. Jesus, we just thank you. Uh, for everything you are to us. Lord, I pray, Lord, you'd help us as the Gateway Church to show off the love that you bring. Lord, help our hearts to grow three times larger, God. And I pray, Lord, uh, as we go this morning, Lord, that you'd be before us and all around us. Lord, we give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name I pray. And everyone said amen, 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 amen. Thank you so much for joining us here at the Gateway Church. Make sure you grab all the popcorn on your way out. Thank you for listening to this week's message from the Gateway Church. If you'd like to find out more about our church, such as service times, giving, and ways to get connected, visit us at thegateway.church.